everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Varian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show following a very uninspiring effort by Germany against Oman, who I'm still kind of shocked that this ended in a 1-0 victory for the Germans. And obviously for me, I'm not going to overreact too much because this was a skeleton crew that Hansi Flick rolled out there. I guess I'll say I just had higher expectations for some of those players that were out there. Uh, Thoroughly disappointing result, which sounds odd to say, considering that Germany won. But that's not the kind of inspiring effort that you would like to see right before a World Cup. Uh, To me, for most of the match, all I could really focus on was how much this felt like Germany versus Austria back in 2018. Of course, many of you will probably remember that that game. Austria, of course, did not qualify for the World Cup. They were available for a friendly. Germany had just a ton of talent on that 2018 team that, that just could not mesh, could not gel under Gilgi Love. And it was the first real indication that that German team might be in some trouble heading into the World Cup because they looked so out of sorts against Austria. Uh, it, it, it was concerning, to say the least. Uh, now, today, I would say, against Oman, that there were several reasons to be concerned, but I want to preface, preface everything I'm about to say by acknowledging that, yes, this was a mishmash of subs, deep subs, and a couple of starters. I don't expect to ever see any of these combinations of players that were used today on the field as a unit again. I don't think that will happen. But I guess there's no better way to really get moving on this and and slog through this mess than to just walk through what happened. Uh, It was, of course, extremely disappointing if you were a Germany fan because you probably wanted to see a little bit more energy, a little bit more urgency, even in a friendly from your squad. But game started out pretty slow. Uh, Germany just never really looked like they were in sync. It was very, very choppy. Uh, Just did not look good, I'll be honest. And it was a little bit tough to watch at times. The offense was very inefficient. I thought they lacked a little bit of creativity. Uh, Spacing was an issue at times. Uh, just a very the the most pertinent word I can use is inefficient. So uh, we did get to the 34th minute, you know, and and this is when it started to look like this was going to be a bad day because Lucas Klosterman went down. Um, it looks like there was some sort of injury. There's been no confirmation as of yet at the time of this recording. But Armel Bella Kutchap came in. Uh, Klosterman, I don't think, is figuring to be in the starting eleven here, though he might have been, might have been a candidate. It was still tough to see uh, the possibility of an injury seep in the play because Klosterman, of course, has had a very uh, long and storied injury history. Despite having some great physical tools, uh, he has just not been able to stay healthy. So if it's anything significant or extensive at this point, it would be tough for Germany to lose him uh, at this stage of the World Cup just because it's it's one of the, the things – that Flick had probably counted on was to be able to have Klosterman and what he can bring to the table as an option off of his bench. So uh, 
we'll see what happens. I don't want to jump the gun. Maybe Klosterman will come out of this healthy. Maybe it was just a precaution. Uh, but either way, Klosterman had to exit early. And I think uh, it was a, a sign of things to come. At halftime, uh, the teams entered the locker room scoreless, which was extremely disappointing, <laughs> uh, to say the least. It was it was not uh, it was not what I think anybody envisioned for this match. Uh, to me, when when we saw this put together on paper, you just had to think that Germany was going to use this, of course, to shake the rust off of working together as a team, but also get some time for some players who might not get as much during the actual tournament. Uh, we did see Nicholas Fulkrug and Christian Gunter come in and also Nico Schlotterbeck and Joshua Kimmich. They subbed in for Yusuf and Mukoko, David Rahm, Ty Skinter and Leon Gretzka respectively. Uh, listen, <clears throat> I don't think Mukoko really did much to, uh, really push him into the discussion that he should have any type of starting 11 role. I think I feel, I think I feel like I did when I saw the news that he had made the team is that this is a long-term move to get him the experience of seeing the world cup up close and maybe help him for the future, be ready for this stage. And I, I still feel that way. I don't think that he's really going to play much of a role during this competition. Uh, Gunter, of course, at left back is one of the more, I would say, uh, as far as the defense goes, one of the the stronger positions on the back line, which may might not be saying a lot. Um, he's more of a stay-at-home player than Rom, who is more of a bomb-forward kind of offensive player at that spot. So that'll be an interesting uh, little battle to watch play out, and we'll see who Flick goes with. Slaughterback for Ginter, I think that's – yeah, I think Slaughterbeck at this point would have the edge over Ginter in the competition for for playing time at center back. We could also see Ginter slot out to right back as well. And Kimmich for Goretzka was just to get each player some run. So I, that's completely expected. In the 65th minute, we saw Julian Brandt come in for Ilkay Gundogan. Gundogan, it seems, will be in competition with Goretzka for one of the starting roles. Brandt, I would say, is a... Uh, is a reserve, maybe a deep reserve who Flick could roll out either as a central midfielder or wing. Uh, he's uh, certainly has some attacking skill, but also certainly um, has not been consistent throughout his career. Finally, in the 80th minute, we did see something happen. And that was Kai Havertz uh, slotted pass over to Nicholas Fulkrug, who was able to have a nice little finish with his left foot. Uh, 80th minute goal that gave Germany a 1-0 lead. I think everyone in the DFB breathed a little bit of a sigh of relief with that because while the game did not matter in terms of anything with the World Cup, it did not matter with points and anything, you need to build something from a game like this, something that was that you can can really grow from. And whether that's momentum, whether it's confidence, whether it's cohesion, whatever you want to take out of it, you have to take something. And losing or having a draw in this match would have been bad. So Germany and Oman, they play out the last few minutes of the game. It ends 1-0 Germany. And let's just take a quick dive into what I saw. And it may differ from what some of you out there were looking at. You may feel differently about some of the things I'm going to say, but uh, let's just hop to it. Uh I think Germany had to win this. I I know it sounds crazy in a friendly, like you have to go out and win, but they did. They really needed to win this because that 
doubt that would have seeped into the collective mind and soul of this team if they would have went out and lost this match would have been tough to overcome. And it sounds crazy to say that. It does. I sound like a loony up here at a mic saying you need to win a friendly right before the World Cup, but they did. For whatever reason, when they first started to work under Hansi Flick, there was a new energy, a new aura of confidence. And something happened over the past couple of international breaks that seemed to have that seep away a little bit, whether it was some injuries, whether it was just the wear and tear has gotten some of these German players, whatever happened, they didn't quite have that same jump in their step. And I would say in this match, that was also accurate. They did not play with the kind of energy I think you would want from a national team. So to me, I think that Germany was in a position where for better or for worse, this game did matter for a lot of reasons. And to to if they had went out and lost this, it would have been a, a really, you know, just a, a bad look. It would have had, I think, uh, I would think it would have affected the mindset of some of the players. You don't want to have doubt at this stage. You want to be confident and rolling. And while I wouldn't say Germany is rolling, they can at least say that they dug deep and pulled out it a win in a tough match, even if most of us believe this really shouldn't have been a tough match. And I do want to touch on that a little bit. I know that this was a, for lack of a better term, mostly a B or C unit out there. And I think one of the levels of disappointment I have is I expect Germany's players to be at a level where if you are a backup or if you are a deep reserve, you should still be better than your counterparts over on the other sideline when it comes to a country or a team like Oman, no disrespect. But I do think that Germany subs should be able to go out and win that game two or three nil at, at least. So it was a little disappointing when you saw a lineup mixed with some starters and some sub players that they couldn't quite get on the same page. I do worry a little bit about that. And that could be something that when you enter the first game of a World Cup competition, like we saw in 2018, when Germany got rocked by Mexico, you don't want to have a start like that. But you also want to have much better flow in your offense and your attack. You want to have much better stability in your defense. And I don't think we saw either of those two things. And I'll quickly touch on the flow and the fluidity of the attack. It wasn't quite there today. And there are a lot of reasons for that. I think that in my mind, Flick is going to have to roll out that Byron foursome for his attack. Sané, Gnabry, Muller, and Musiala. If he does not go that way, I think he is going to risk having some choppiness there. As far as the as far as the defense goes, and I, I'm probably a little more optimistic about them than some of my BFW colleagues. I think that it's not all that bad. I think when you put Sula in there and you pair him with Rudiger, I think it's going to be a very good center back pairing with both players that can run. I think that when you look at the outside backs, this is where we have some doubt because if you play teams with good wide players that can take advantage of 1v1s and beat their defenders. It's going to be risky with the way David Rahm puts himself all the way up the field as a left back. It's going to be risky with anybody that's at the right back position because I probably, in a weird way, had the most confidence in Klosterman, even though I don't think he was going to start. But I don't think Ginter is quite as good of a right back as he is a center back. I think that Tilo Kerr, 
even though he had the highest SOFA score in the match today, I don't think he's good. <laughs> and it sounds, you know, weird to say the guy has played for some big clubs, but I don't feel like he is uh, quite at the level you need him to be. I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, I hope he is. And I hope that he is able to show that he's got uh, the type of talent that will make him excel in this competition rather than shrivel up. And I, I hope he does. I mean, Hansi Flick has confidence in him, but I'm not seeing it right now. But overall, I don't want to drone on too much about what this game was all about. I don't want to drag this on. I think what you have to take out of it is this. Germany won the match. Germany has a lot of work to do. But you have to also remember that this was not Germany's best 11 together. It wasn't even close at any point during the match in terms of having your best 11 on the pitch at the same time. So it wasn't good. It's not going to really make fans feel great. It's not going to to have anybody like, you know, wrapping a German flag around their neck and being Mr. Captain Germany or whatever. But they pulled out a win in a tough circumstance. They did see that Nicholas Fulkrug, if called upon, will be able to score a big goal for them. I know it's all relative, but it was a big goal because it was a game winner. So there are some things you could take out of it. And I think that when Hansi Flick gets his best 11 together and when they get ready to face off with Japan, they are going to be in the right mindset at the requisite energy level. And they will have the the proper attacking prowess and defensive stability to really be able to go out and win when they really need to. And where the team goes from there, I don't know. And I'm sure we'll cover it ad nauseum on the site and on our podcast. But uh, I, I think that this, at least in the minds of fans, is going to put some doubt there. Hopefully within the team, it, it actually gives them some confidence that they can take some good out of what was really probably not a good performance. So that's about it for this one. As always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get my guy, Tom Adams, at Tommy Adams 71 You can get all of our great podcasters and writers at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We'll have extensive coverage of the World Cup. We will have extensive coverage of Bayern Munich during the World Cup. So you won't miss anything that's going on with Bayern as we're diving headfirst into Germany. As always, we will be covering everything with both the German national team and Bayern Munich. So stick with us. Stay with us. I know it was tough for a lot of you to be able to watch the match as it was not readily available in the United States, uh, at least on any of the major streaming services. They're Maybe it was a Twitter account or two, which might have played the game where you could watch it. So uh, I, will, I won't commit to saying where I saw it, but I did uh, have the opportunity to watch it and uh, probably could have found something better to do at that time. But we'll talk about that later. I always appreciate you guys joining in and listening. Uh, drop some comments. Let me know what you thought of the match because I, I need to hear what you're feeling like and what you're thinking because I know for me, uh, you know, personally, I'm just going to try and take the positives from the game and I'm going to try and move on and take the win. That's what I'm going to do. So it's great to bring you this one and we will see you next time.